Friday morning broadcast. Erev Shabbos Parshas Bracious, JM and the AM. Good morning, everybody. Rabbi David Heber is standing by. He'll be with us in a second. We'll do some 5779 calendaric trivia. Erev Shabbos with candle lighting in New York, 611 on this uh, Erev Shabbos Parshas Bracious. Don't forget, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we broadcast from Jerusalem. We'll be at the Inbal Hotel again Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They will be our home base. We'll explain the genesis of this entire trip early Monday morning, so make sure to be tuned in. And um, and uh, we'll, again, broadcast Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from Israel. Looking forward to an amazing array of guests. Those of you who are on the Nahum Siegel Network Facebook page have already gotten a taste of some of the people we're going to be speaking to in Jerusalem. Rabbi David Heber is the rabbi of Kahal Avas Yisrael Tzemach Tzedek in Baltimore, Maryland, and a kosher administrator at the Star K Kosher Certification. And for our purposes, he is in charge of the calendaric trivia department at JM in the AM. Rabbi Heber, a good yard to you. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. A good yard to you and all your listeners. Hope your yontif went well. Yeah, thank God. Quite a distinction to be the uh, director of calendaric trivia for JM. Uh, yeah, wow, that's a, a promotion. <laughs> thank you very much. First of all, I, I thought of you early this morning because we have one of those unique weeks coming up where we have Torah reading Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Or as my kids would say, not not the most exciting week for them going to show. Well, <laughs> well you, know, you know, actually, by some point, this out to me. One of my, my, my son, my oldest son, pointed out to me, you, you know, we never go three days without laning, right? That, that's right. Uh, how right. I've learned out um, by Mara, that Kleis, uh, uh, the Jewish people, it was no good at the time, and therefore they said we have to... We have to lay in at least every three days. So that's right. what happens. We lay in Shabbos, Monday, Thursday, every single week, and sometimes more often. Right. Since before Rosh Hashanah until next Monday, so from the Thursday before Rosh Hashanah until next Monday, which is a total of 40 days, we have never gone more than two days without laying. Nice. Very good. Yeah. Good the other day, because you had Rosh Hashanah, and then you had Yom Kippur, and everything fit in there. To, and, of course, we land many times Good way to Good way to start the year, huh? Absolutely. I also, I also, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I get very excited when we start talking about no, this no. stuff. <laughs> I also meant to tell you uh, that I thought of you when I made the proclamation. I don't remember if this is exact, but I think, it, I, I, I think I've got it right. Uh, that starting era of Rosh Hashanah, I think it was starting era of Rosh Hashanah, maybe it was starting era of Yom Kippur. I think it was starting era of Yom Kippur. Um, 19 out of 26 days were either Chag or Erev Chag, and also Shabbos or Erev Shabbos for that stretch of time. Could you imagine? In Chutzlaret. Well, in yeah. Chutzlaret. Sounds, sounds right. I didn't count that up, but yeah. Yeah, because he had so many... Uh, I think it was 19... Kiddush, Havdol in a row, every, every <laughs> right, night was another... Right. I think it was you know. 19 out of 26. So for people who are wondering why the last month has been a little difficult or a little a bit of a wipeout for everybody, that could be one of the reasons, frankly. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to check with you before we get to 5779 is I learned two things. I shouldn't say I learned. There were two things that happened over Yontif now, Shemini Atzerasim Chlastor, that I wanted to clarify with you. The first is, and you're, you, as, as I know, because this is how I met you. I know you're a professional gabai, right? By nature, you're a professional gabai. Um, and and the question arose on uh, Shabbos Cholomoy. Yeah, this was in Shemini Yatzeris, it was Shabbos Cholomoy. On Shabbos Cholomoy, do we say Bishchus um, HaRegel? And do we say Vizakel Olos HaRegel on Shabbos Cholomoy or not? Okay, so the, the, it seems to be the minig 
as far as the Haftarah is concerned, the Brachas, is the difference, the difference between Chalamai Sukkot and Chalamai Pesach. Right. And that kind of regulates the whole morning to a certain extent because... Um, on Pesach, Shabbos, Cholomai, we would only say Mikadash Shabbos. On Sukkot, we would say Mikadash Shabbos, Yisrael Azmanim. Exactly, right. right. So, now, you, you're saying as far as the Mishaberach or as far as the Brach of the Haftarah? Mishaberach. Mishaberach. Oh, the Mishaberach. Yeah, you could say Regal, because Cholomai really is still the Regal. I think the Minig would be to say that. Including Pesach? I think so, yeah. yeah. No, that would not be regulated by the, by the Haftarah, because... It's still a regular, you're still leaning. Right, that's, exactly, that's what I thought, because yeah. people were objecting and saying we should just say L'chvot Shabbos, and I'm like, why? Why would we not add L'chvot HaRegel on Shabbos? Yeah, Cholomite is definitely real. I, I would agree with you on that one. Thank you very much, okay, that's I number think, one. Yeah. The second thing, which I never had heard before, um, we were, I, I was listening in as people were deciding on Shemini Atzeris who to give Elias to in Shul, and one of the veterans of the Shul said that the minig is that anybody who gets that 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 only people who say yisker get in the liyan shmini atzeres. That only never heard that. You I never heard, heard that, that, right? That's a big shidduch. And and they said to me that it was it was sort of like a yard site thing that because we say yisker that day, any day you say yisker, you should give an aliyah to people who say yisker. I never heard that. Never before. heard that. I never heard that. That's that. Uh, yeah, the only the only thing you have is on a fast day. Of course, people you only give people fasting. Right. Because that's a, in general. I mean, there's some exceptions and but in general, you say only people fasting on a, on a fast day. But as far as that, that's that's uh, unusual, that's right? Stretching, yeah, that's stretching. It, I think. All right, everybody. David Hebers with us. What can you tell us about five seven seven nine? What is unique, if anything, about this year? Okay, so some of the unique things we've had, and some of them are actually uh, sort of new. So the, some of the things we've had, of course. First of all, it's a leap year. It's the first leap year of the 19-year cycle. Wow. Um, we have a 19-year cycle. This now we've begun the third year, which is the first of the leap years. But not only is it a leap year, which makes it long, because Cheshvan and Kislev are both 30 days, it is the longest possible year, which is 385 days that we have. And, of course, because it's a leap year, on Tuesday we begin in, in Rosh Chodesh, and Musaf will say, Lechaparas Pasha. Right. Um, so what also happens because of that type of long year is we re- we're going to repeat days, and we've been doing a lot of this over the last uh, 10 years, but we, what Pesach, let's say this coming year, is going to be Shabbos like it was this past year. Right. Purim is going to be Thursday like right. it was, Shua Sunday, etc. So we're going to have this repeat, and this is really interesting. It's the last repeat year of, it was a 10-year cycle that we're finishing where we actually it was an interesting combination here, and that is you had Pesach, starting back in 2010. If you just look at the days of Pesach, you had um, Pesach was um, Tuesday, Tuesday, Shabbos, Tuesday, Tuesday, and then it flipped. Then it's Shabbos, Shabbos, Tuesday, Shabbos, Shabbos. <laughs> now we're at the end of that Shabbos. What well, we're going to have now coming up very soon, um, starting in 2021, we can have four years in a row where Pesach is on four different days of the week. Wow! Right, so it's just going to go back. So, so in twenty twenty one, it's going to be on uh, Pesach. going to be on a on a Sunday, and then it's, we'll talk about that when that happens because that'll be a big one. Yeah, you know, and, and not only will that be a big one, but that will be one of those times where because it hasn't happened in a while, there are going to be a lot of Jewish kids out there who don't who won't realize that that era of Pesach could be on Shabbos. 
exactly. Like in 1974 when we Correct. were kids. Correct. happened in 20 Correct. years and that's everybody exact, was scrambling. That's exactly what I'm <laughs> thinking. And by the way, I, I'm sure you know this, but I'll just mention it. Once it happens in 2025, it doesn't happen for another 20 years. Right. And that's, that's right. really so going to be... Gonna have to, we're going to have to write those articles and make sure they, uh, <laughs> they get saved. That's some <laughs> other interesting things that are a little bit hasn't really happened. First of all, we have... Um, we're going to have an interesting cycle coming up of the longest Berchus HaMazayin we're going to have this year, which is, uh, of course, Shabbos, uh, Hanukkah, Rosh right. uh, Shabbos. So you're going to have Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh, Hanukkah. Whenever Hanukkah begins on a Monday, so then the sixth day of Hanukkah and the seventh day of Hanukkah, Rosh Chodesh, so the sixth day is Shabbos. So you have the longest Berchus HaMazayin, of course, which is Halanisim, and we're going to have that. Okay, there's a little bit of feast or famine here because we're going to have it in 2018. We're going to have it in 2019. Then we skip a year. We're going to have it in 2021 and 2022. Another one of have, another one of those two one two. Uh, it's going to happen a lot. Uh, this, but then we're going to have a drought. This is interesting. I, I just looked this up in, in, in honor of the show. I looked uh, looked at this. It's between 2025. It's going to happen again. It won't happen for 14 years. So enjoy that because you get a bunch of them, and then it just stops. And, and that ag- drought, the last time we had such a drought was between 1805 and 1819. And again, at that time, there are going to be a lot of teenagers who won't realize that you could take out three Torahs and have Shabbos Hanukkah you know, together with the Rosh Chodesh. Exactly. So here we're going to have, uh, I guess you could call it three, three Sifrei Torah three times this year. Uh, well, the, the one you just mentioned, I'm trying to think what else. Exactly. Well, we just had Simchus Tyra. Right. And the Shabbos HaChaydash will be Shabbos Rosh So it'll be three. We'll take out three Sifrei Tyra then. You, you just answered a question that I was asking on Matzah on Tuesday night, because the third Torah in our shul is so heavy, we try to avoid using it. <laughs> so, so I asked the question, when's the next time we need three Torahs? Now I know. Now I know. Okay. Now Hanukkah, we're going to need three Torahs. <laughs> That's right. right, right, right. Absolutely. <laughs> we also have this year... The most feelless possible in a year. So it's a good year to daven. Because it's 385 times the number of 385 plus. It's not always because it's 385. That certainly helps. So it's, it's 1,247 feelless that we have, which is the maximum you'll ever have in a year. In Eretz it's 1245. And that's, that is the maximum. And that only happens in Eretz in this type of year where you have uh, Rosh Hashanah on a Monday and you have, uh, you know, 30 days of Cheshire Kislev and, and um, Pesach on a Shabbos. Um, let's well, see, so what else do we have here? Why a difference between Israel and Chutzlaretz? Oh, well, because they have, they have less, because they don't have, Simchus Tyre, they didn't have a Mosav. Ah, right. And the second day of Shavuos, they don't have a Mosav. Right, right. That's right. two. And now the last day of Pesach is a Shabbos, so they'll get a Mosav anyway. Right, right. A oh, different Mosav. Right, just a different Mosav than ours. <laughs> you ever go Yontif, you ever go Yontif to... I certainly have, thank God. Oh. So, so I always, you know, when you're there this year for Pesach, it's a, it's a mile and a chesaron because it's it's everyone's got Shviachron Shul Pesach. Right? Everyone, everyone is keeping Yontif, so right. it's a little bit easier. Although there's an interesting question the place can speak about if you're there. Can, you know, now an Israeli can't make Kiddush for you because they're going to make only for Pesach. No, they're going to make they're going to make they're going to make only for Shabbos. Make for them. They're going to make only for Shabbos. They're going to make only for Shabbos. I'm sorry, they're going to make it for Shabbos. And you're going to make for Pesach and Shabbos. Right. The Shiloh is, can you make Kiddush for them Friday night? Interesting. Because you're saying extra. So they say actually you could, even though you're saying extra. It's not a, it's not a half-second interruption. Because it's, you know what it's like? It's like 
I make kiddush in shul Shabbos morning when we have a kiddush, mm-hmm. and and let's say someone just eats cake. So I, I make kiddush and I eat cake, and that's kiddush rakam suda. You're making kiddush and then you're eating um, a, a you know mezainus, a processed mezainus type item, you know from from the one of the five grains. Right. And now let's say the person across from me just ate cake. Which is all he needs to eat. He doesn't need to drink wine. Right. He's with my kiddush. He fulfills his obligation when I make kiddush. Now, can I make? I'm going to make an alamichia and alagefen. I'm going to make a double ah, can they after say, bracha. Can they say amen to your alamichia and be and be yaitzim right. by listening? Can they fulfill right. their obligation? The answer is they could. Right. Because even though I'm saying extra, they could. So they bring a proof from there to the case of uh, oh, very of good. Shabbos and Pesach. Very good. Plus this year, um, um, there'll be a two-day Shavuos in Israel. Not really a Shavuos, but it'll be Shabbos Sunday. And for everyone in Kutzlar, it'll be Shabbos Sunday, Monday. Exactly. Right. Which means it'll be Yontif for the whole world for an extended period of time. Because right. sometimes I'm thinking, even when it's two-day Yontif, it's not that long of a time where it's Yontif everywhere. Right. Cause, but here, when you have all those days, you have... Uh, it's Kedusha across the entire the entire world. Right. Um, some other interesting things. Now, Purim is actually going to come as a... It's going to be a little bit difficult. People might not realize this. Um, the fast is going to end late because... Change we, of time. We haven't really had this a lot because a lot of the Purims we've had have over the early. past um, eight, nine years have been months of Shabbos, it right. Sunday, right. so you weren't fasting. And a lot of them were earlier in the year. So they, and they, a lot of them were before we changed the clock, right. the ones that were on Thursday. Not all of them, right. but a bunch of them were earlier. This year, we're going to have a Purim that's going to be, uh, I, think it's, um, I think it's March 21st, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So we already changed the clock, and I mean, years back, we didn't change the clock until, uh, uh, you know, I think 2007 was when they made the change. Right. So before that, Purim was always the other time. Then they made the change, and then we had Purim on Sunday, and so on. So you're going to have, you know, McGillis Esther can't start till about 8 o'clock in New York, approximately. Right. So you're not going to end. People aren't going to eat till 9 o'clock. So that's a, you know, that's a late one. There have been a lot of times that, um, I, I, by a lot, I mean more than once, where Tanis Esther was on standard time, and Purim was on uh, was on daylight savings time, uh, Thursday. Right, so that's where you change the clock on Purim. Right. Now we had that in 2017. Right. So yeah, we had that a was recently. a uh, Adolo Yoda on the watch to know exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, and by the way, it, again, another thing that the new generation doesn't realize: not only did we always have Purim on Standard Time, but for those of us old enough to remember, we always had Seder Night on Standard Time. Right, that was before '86. Yes. Yeah, so, so first, they ruined our Pesach by making <laughs> us by making us start to Seder either eight or nine o'clock, and they ruined our Purim by making everything be so late with Tana Sister. It, it, it complicates in the morning. It's hard; you can't get an early start. Right. The only big advantage, the big is, advantage, Suda's Purim. Is, um, Suda's Purim is this man Kriyashma. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, gets get okay, very early. In fact, when I was learning in Tel Chicago. So uh, I used to fill out the times to hang up. Of course. And when we came back for Pesach, I remember this, we come back from Pesach, and it was still standard time because they changed right. the clock. At the end Those of days April. before 1986, the last Sunday in April. Right. And I went to Rashiva and said, what time should we start Shachos on Shabbos? Now the Yeshiva started at 8 a.m. normally, and the 8 a.m. wasn't even going to make the, the goings, which is the, the more lenient opinion. Right. We had to start. So he says, okay, we'll start 7.30. Right. To make it, and I said, 
7.30, we start every day 7.30. Maybe we could do it 7.35. <laughs> Psychologically, huh? You were there. Okay, 7.35, it'll work. You were there advocating for the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Another five minutes of... Uh... The other advantage I thought you were heading to was that Sudas Purim is, uh, you know, yet the pressure of, of finishing or starting before Shkia is not there. Because yes, of uh, daylight savings. But the Seder's so late, it's so hard. I yeah, tell you, they don't realize, really? I'm telling you, the new generation doesn't realize that the second Seder, even the second Seder used to start at a normal time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, yes, absolutely. Before, before well, the, we also have this year, we have a total lunar eclipse. When? On Tu Bishvat, January 20th and 21st. It'll be visible to the entire continental United States. Wow. And um, that's, that's the night of Tu Bishvat, where what happens by a lunar eclipse is the the Earth gets in the way of the sunlight that's reaching the moon. So, Tubashai, you have a full moon out. It's the middle of the month. So you go outside and you see a full moon, and then slowly the shadow of the Earth starts to starts to block the moon, and it gets dark. It's not as exciting as a uh, as a solar, solar eclipse, right. but uh, it's also not the, the Gemara Sukkah also says it's not such a great. It's not it's not a good simon. But it's nonetheless a fascinating uh, sight to see, especially when it becomes total, and it's just interesting to watch. What do we know? What do we know about the, the Talmudic approach to um, to leap years? Is, is there such a thing that it's sometimes a little bit more precarious in other years, or we don't say that? I've, I've only heard once. Uh, why do we say Chaparas Pasha? You know, why do we say that extra one? So really, you know, there, there are twelve statements we make. In that Musaf, when we get to that little center of Musaf, this Tuesday, um, there's two. Right, there are two. There are twelve. There are twelve statements that are made. So in a leap year, we add a thirteenth, uh. which is a chapras pasha. Um, right, and uh, um, you know that terminology right. that we use. If I'm, if I'm saying it accurately, um, there, there are twelve different statements. And again, it's a thirteenth. I once heard. I, I don't know if this corroborated, but it's a leap year, and therefore you have you know there are more opportunities for for issues. So that's why we say the uh, we say the chapras pasha. Um, but you've never yeah. heard that 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 a leap year is more. I, I don't. I want to be careful with what words I use. God forbid. But I don't know. More dangerous. More yeah. pre- precarious. More. You never. You, you've they not talk about other the extra other maybe uh, maybe up to Kabbalah there might be some some issues, uh, but. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going I'm yeah. well, to pass on that question. By the way, but, somebody on our app just pointed out that that this December of 2018, and they wrote most of this in Hebrew, so hopefully I'll, I'll be able to, to transmit this properly. This December in 2018 is the first time in 823 years that there are five Fridays, five... Uh, that's, that's something running around the Internet. Because you're, you're always going to have... No, that, that's something that... that you can have five Fridays... In any month, no, any thirty-one but, but month that begins but, on, but on they're, a Friday. But they're pointing out that there, it's the only month with five Fridays, five Saturdays, and five Sundays in eight hundred and twenty-three years. Is that possible? No, but you could. But you could. I mean, no, because if you have any any month that begins on a Friday, you can have five Fridays. If it's a thirty-one day month. If it's a thirty-one day month, so many many thirty-one day months could start on a Friday. I don't. I don't know where that comes so, from. Sorry, I correct Matt. my lotion from the, my terminology. On Rosh Chayish, l'tayvul livracha l'sasin l'simcha, right? And the shul on the chama l'farnas l'chakal l'chaim tamul shalom l'chaim mul shalom l'chilas chayt l'sugas avain. Right. So those are twelve statements, and then l'chapras pasha is right. is, uh, 
is number 13. Phenomenal. Great. Absolutely excellent. One I love last it. thing. Oh, I can oh, squeeze in. A bonus two, point. Two last things. Yeah. Tidkoska, 16 weeks in a row. <laughs> that yeah. never happens, right? From Bayigash to Shmini. <laughs> we'll have that. But that's it's only the three psukim. Um, I actually darshaned on, on this, on, on, on Shmini Atzeres, um, where, where Tidkoska is is sad moment. Shabbos afternoon is right. sad, so we say Tzidkoscha, which is which is for Rav Shacharach says it's for because it's when my Shabbenu dies right. and other right and and so, but yet on Simchas Torah we dance and what are we learning that my Shabbenu died right so what's the you know so the answer the basic answer without we we could have your listeners listen to the old Joshua but we'll, we won't do that <laughs> yeah. so the, the basic answer is we're really dancing about the. The continuity and that that's that's why the Haftarah is about Yeshua ben Nun because it illustrates the continuity. Right. So when the simcha is that Moshe Rabbeinu established the Torah, right. and even when he passed on, there was great continuity. Yeah, I, I would I, I would add something to that. By the way, that's that's why we have Kol Narim. Oh, I said that. Baruch Shakivanti. I said Simcha's Torah is about children and, and continuity. I mean, my memories of, of Simcha's Torah in St. Louis. And and in shul and are just are just fabulous and it's, it's such a kids yonta that makes such a impact. It's really simchatayr is just wonderful. People who bypass it and you know they want to do the early deal on this. It's such a it's such a loss to do that. It's just such a beautiful yonta to to spend and and you know especially for the children but also for the adults. Um, that are there, and that's right. I actually said that. I should prepare my dresses with you no, no, in advance. You got some good insights. <laughs> I appreciate to add. that. But it's really true. That's how we do call an arm. It's it's just showing that this is really what's all about candy to the kids. It's just it's all about you know the continuity and the, the terror. And, 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 what, and, and what greater tribute to Moshe Rabbeinu than having all the kids up there? You know, during that part of the terror. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I thank you so much as usual. I wish you a happy, healthy, and sweet five seven seven nine. Of course. You too, and I yeah, thank you. This is always this is always in line. Oh, and of course, Rabbi Heber, let, let's give the official greeting now that Simchas Torah is over. I go zunt and winter. All right. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the proper uh, the proper yes, phrase? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Have a wonderful Shabbos, Bracious. Take care. You too. Take care. Bye bye. There he is, Rabbi David Heber. Our calendaric trivia expert, to say the least. He's Rabbi Kahal Avas Yisrael and Semach Tzedek in Baltimore. Kasha's administrator at the Star K. Our calendaric trivia expert. And uh, we wish him, of course, a happy 5779. Lots of stuff. Lots of things to be excited about in this brand new year.